Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time. So come on in, sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee, and let's talk books. Now, before we get started today, I want to take a moment to thank my wonderful patrons. Patrons, your support not only funds the creation of new short stories, but it tells me that you enjoy my books so much that you want to support them directly. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of my patrons. It just makes me so happy anytime I see that I have a new patron. Um, and when I you know, get that little bit every month from Patreon, of course, it really helps me personally. If you, dear listener, would like to join our Patreon family, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Tara Benner Labs. I create a brand new short story every single month for my patrons. I also produce a monthly video diary, so you get to kind of chat with me in my office each month about what I'm working on. You can also gain access to my entire library of Patreon-exclusive stories for just $2 a month. Right. This week's featured book is Etherwitch, Witches of Mountain Shadow, book one. The Grimes sisters aren't normal, even by witches' standards. For weeks, Fiona has been having chilling visions of death, and Eleanor sees restless spirits nearly everywhere she goes. When a string of gruesome murders rocks their small town, Fiona and the rest of her coven begin to worry that a fellow witch may be the killer. Even worse, a witch hunter has just moved in next door, and he suspects the coven. Now, I am so excited to announce that Eat Their Witch is free for a limited time wherever books are sold. This book is normally priced at $4.99, but I am trying it for free as an experiment to see if I can get a bunch of new readers into the series. You can grab your copy wherever books are sold. I will put a link to that down in the show notes. Okay. It's time for my little life update that I do every single week. And this week, <laughs> I feel as though my entire life has revolved around trying to crack the code on my baby's sleep. Um, <laughs> my son is seven months old. He is eating real food like crazy, and he is on the cusp of crawling like he can already do the like snake crawl on his stomach and turn around like full 360 and pretty much get wherever he wants to go um but his little brain i can just see him working so hard to try to piece together like when he gets into the crawling position on hands and knees i can just see him trying to make the connection like move one knee and then one hand and then the other knee and so I'm pretty sure that's why he's sleeping so poorly. Um, and <laughs> unfortunately, his sleep affects my sleep and every other aspect of my day um, because I really rely on his naps to get my work done. And he's been waking up at 6.30. And so even waking up at 6 or 6.30 has not been giving me much of a head start on the day. And usually, like right now, he is waking up consistently at 12.30 and 4.30 every single night. Um, 
wanting to be fed and snuggled and waking up at 6.30 like for good. <laughs> and so I, uh, I've been coping with that. Last night was a particularly bad night. He was awake and crying until about midnight when I finally caved and, and brought him in to snuggle with me. Um, so I think... I don't know what I think. I'm a little bit, um, I'm not functioning at my optimal level. (laughs) If you catch my drift. Um, I had the great idea this morning that I'm going to get a notebook and the notebook is going to be my brain. And and because I have a calendar, I have a very like well-organized color coded Google calendar that I use to keep track of my life. But recently I've noticed that my desk has become covered in sticky notes and they're all like this neon pink and it's kind of stressing me out (laughs) because I'm like which sticky note is important none of the sticky notes pertain to like what I actually need to be doing today they're all like thoughts I had about the launch thoughts I had about this character these different character names for the spinoff series notes to myself on things to go back and fix in warrior witch and I, I just need a notebook for all those things. And I'll have a big like header at the top of each page, like launch, um, you know, rental bills, like all these things that like occur to me that I need to remember, but that go out of my brain so quickly. And then on my actual desk, I just need a sticky note with the things I have to do today. So that's going to be my new system to help me stay on track when I am so sleep deprived. Um, I did have a little bit of fun this past weekend. My husband and I took a little trip, uh, down to Florence and, um, they have a ton of antique stores there and we love antiquing. And I talked about last week, how I am trying to decorate my house and kind of get some things that bring a little personality. And so, um, we had a lot of fun visiting all the little antique stores down there. I did come home with a fun little yellow side table and some bells because my son is really, really into bells right now. Uh, (laughs) But it was just nice to get away for the day. You know, he and I, my husband and I have been working so much, so constantly that we really just need, you know, a day here and there to go as a family somewhere and kind of forget about all of our work obligations and to just enjoy being together. Um, It helps. It was really nice weather. Uh, It's that time of year where we get super crazy snow that's really slick and the roads are terrible. And then it's 60 degrees the next day and it's like spring. Um, And I really just need it to be spring because it's much easier for me to, you know, take a day and have fun and get out and about when it's nice out, particularly with a young child. Um, so yeah, that's, what's been going on in my world. Now for my little writing updates, I am still doing my first round of revisions on warrior, Witch. I was really cooking the last like week or so. And I got slow down a little bit this week, um, partially because of my son's disrupted sleep schedule, but also I, last night I was kind of working on something and I uncovered a little bit of a plot hole. Um, 
not so much a plot hole as a plot inconsistency because I guess when I was writing the first draft, I couldn't really make up my mind about something. And so I'm finding I have to kind of go back and fix a few things to make that all consistent. And honestly, I'm really lucky that I caught it at this stage so early in the game because like I said, I'm not firing on all cylinders right now. Um, But that's been fun to kind of go back and relive the adventure with Fiona and everybody. Um, I just, I love all these characters so much. Um, This is maybe my favorite cast of characters that I've ever created. And I'm so happy that I have the opportunity to go back and revisit them in the spinoff. I've definitely been thinking a lot about that. Um, And I've been thinking about what makes a great female protagonist. And I was thinking about this a lot in particular because I have been listening to book 10 of um, the Mercy Thompson series by Patricia Briggs. And I was thinking, I was like, what is it about Mercy that just makes her so fantastic as a protagonist? And I realized that Mercy Thompson as a character Like, yes, she has her love interest, who is kind of a co-hero in some of the books. I mean, he's there in all the books, but I'd say he plays an integral role as a character, as a hero, you know, in some of the books, not all of them. But Mercy Thompson is her own hero. Like, she does not need anybody else. Like, she, no, none of the other characters can outshine her because she is just... She's so tough and so likable, and I think with a main character, it's kind of a hard balance to achieve sometimes because you need your character to be flawed so that they can experience growth throughout the book and throughout the series. Um, So you don't want them to come out of the gate too awesome (laughs) because they have some self-discovery and improving and growing to do, Um, but I'm kind of thinking about that as I'm developing some ideas for the spinoff series. Um, I know I keep talking about that, but that's because a new series really has to marinate for a long time in my brain before I even begin writing it. And so now that I'm finishing up, which is the mountain shadow, it's a really good time to think about that, to think if there's anything I need to seed in or foreshadow or anything I need to kind of set up. Um, in order for this series to work. And so that's why I've been thinking about that so much. I've also been starting to plan the launch of Warrior Witch because it's the last book in the series. I want the launch to be a lot of fun and really exciting for readers. I don't ever really do a splashy launch because I am always just excited to get on to the next thing. And I'm like, okay, book's done. Here you go. Here's the book. Now I'm going to go over here and write the next one. (laughs) And so it's going to take quite a bit of self-discipline for me to actually plan a launch for this one. I've kind of waffled on setting a release date yet because I still don't have a perfect estimation of how long each phase takes for me um, now that I'm a mom Um, because you know you just have to be really flexible when you have a child especially a little baby Um, but also because I'm like ooh, I could get it out the last week of May and like 
I could just, I could definitely like see myself getting that done. But then I'm like, ooh, maybe I push it out a week to give myself some more time. So as of right now, I think either the last week of May or the first week of June is probably when book six will come out. Um, I really just need to settle on a date, get a cover, set up a pre-order. Um, that's what I need to do. But of course, my brain is busy thinking about fun merch I can do, like the t-shirts and coffee cups and things that I'm planning with the businesses of Mountain Shadow on them. I have a couple designers that I've been eyeing um, for that project. I'm also thinking about a release bonus that I can give to readers who want to pre-order the book or buy the book within the first week. I'm also thinking of doing a little physical pre-order incentive. Um, I haven't quite got my brain wrapped around it yet, but there will be some exciting things in the works for um, for you if you want to participate in the the big launch. So get excited about that because I'm getting excited about that. Um, oh, the other big thing if you're a member of my reader army and you've got your newsletter, you know that the Dark Witch audiobook is officially, 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 is officially out and available for purchase. So if you are a, mem a member of Audible, you can use your monthly Audible credit to get that audiobook. It is also available on iTunes. Um, so that is, which is Mountain Shadow Book 4 narrated by the fabulous and talented Taylor Harvey. Um, I really enjoyed this one and I think you will too. That's it for my writing updates. Now it's time for what am I reading this week? And as I alluded to earlier, I am reading Silence Fallen by Patricia Briggs, which is book 10 in her Mercy Thompson series. I have to say it took me a little while to get into this one because immediately, like right off the gate, right out of the gate she is a hostage the hostage of a character that we don't know yet and that was a little bit hard for me just because it was a little slow uh, <laughs> uh, but it quickly picked up and now I just I can't put it down I'm listening to it whenever I have a free moment um, so really enjoying that and I mean, that's not a surprise because I love Patricia Briggs. I love all of her books. She's amazing. That's all I have for you this week. But before we go, let's check the mailbox. And this week we have a question from Melanie in San Francisco. And Melanie's question does contain a spoiler for Dark Witch. So if you haven't read book four, you may want to end the show here this week. Melanie writes... In Hunter's Witch, we learn it's a bad idea for Eleanor to drink witch's blood because it's highly addictive. But when we first meet Holden, he is drinking Eleanor's blood so that they can exchange their blood. Is Holden a blood junkie? <laughs> Melanie, this is a great question, and it's honestly something that I had never thought about. Um, because if you read the series, you know that witch's blood is different from mortal blood in that it has a much higher concentration of ether. And it doesn't just provide nourishment for the vampires. It is much more um, yummy, I guess you could say. And it has kind of this addictive quality. And the big problem that they run into in Hunter's Witch is Fiona feeds Eleanor directly from the vein 
and she's feeding her her blood, which is blood. And it really um, gives Eleanor kind of a rough start because her body gets conditioned to want to crave this blood that is the higher um, ether content blood. But yes, um, when she and Holden kind of first start their relationship, she is feeding him and then he is giving her some of his blood so that she can use it to fend off the spirits. Um, no, Holden is not a blood junkie, um, <laughs> but he he's a more experienced vampire. He's been around a lot longer. I think he is 74, something like that. And so he can handle witch's blood um, as long as it's not all the time. And I do think that he was probably feeding from Eleanor a little too often at that point in their relationship, Um, but he was able to rein himself in. And he does allude to um, Fiona and and say basically that he is a predator and he does not always have complete control over his vampire nature. They had that little conversation in the bathroom um, when Fiona has Baylor's ether inside her. And I think that's kind of a clue that he knows that if he doesn't watch himself, he can have a problem. And I think we all know people like that, people who kind of have an addictive personality and people who maybe drink too much, maybe shouldn't really drink because they're kind of on the verge of being an alcoholic or on the verge of being a drug addict. Um, And he might be one of those people, one of those vampires, because he enjoys witch's blood a little too much, but he knows that about himself. It's that self-awareness piece, I think, that keeps him from being truly addicted because he doesn't lie to himself that it's fine, that he can just keep doing this. He knows it's an unsustainable habit. So I hope that answers your question, Melanie. Um, If you, dear listener, have any burning questions you'd like for me to answer on the podcast or any comments that you want me to read on the show, you can send your questions and comments to tarabenner at gmail.com. You can also post them on any of my social media channels. I am at author Tara Benner on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also post them in our secret reader group on Facebook, Tara Benner's Reader Revolution. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my cabin as long as you like. I'm drinking copious, copious, copious amounts of coffee lately, so we can sit around and sip our drinks. You can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.